Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. How's it going, Griff? I'm doing okay. Good. I'm really glad to hear that, man. Yeah, how are you, Zach? You know, uh, the things are up, things are down, things are all around. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Hi, listeners. How are you? You guys doing good? You, you doing good? Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? We're really glad to hear that. Hey, before you listen to this episode, tweet at us how your day's going. We would really love to hear it, honestly. Just like a... Just like a it's good. Like, yeah. no context. Just, like, a tweet just that says, pretty good. Yeah, like, you can send us a tweet with just three M's. Just a... Mm. And, like, we would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin. I am Zach, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's great being behind a mic... You know, with my board, just about mm. to do another episode of this year's show. Mm. And Zach, yeah, today but day is Labor it's Day. It's the Labor Day, yeah. Today but day, I said that to my coworkers this morning <laughs> as I walked in. Is a Labor Day. The Labor Day. I said that, and I was walking by, and no one reacted. And I was like, "Homestar Runner, no, anyone? <laughs> All right." <laughs> and then my boss laughed at me. Very good. So, Homestar. Yeah. Um, why no? <laughs> and actually, do you do you hear that, Zach? Do you, do you hear that? Oh, it's Pet News Junior. Oh, okay, Pet News Junior. Pet News Junior. Uh, one second. Pet News Junior. Yeah, there we go. There we go. This is just a little thing uh, because it was a fun thing that happened today at work at the institute. Um, so there is a there is a show that happens at the institute that is the uh, institute. Rel relatively well known that involves uh, rats. Okay. Um, and uh, we are, it was Labor Day. We're not normally open on Mondays right now. Okay. So it, we were we were open, but it was a really slow day. And so before the show, uh, the uh, animals team uh, brought the rats down in like the big clear hamster balls. Yeah. And just kind of let them roam around the atrium Very and the lobby uh, and just kind of let guests kind of come over and just kind of watch them go and things like that. It was very cute and very distracting. <laughs> That's very good. I've got some actual like pet news about my pet. Oh, some some pet news. Pet news. So, yeah, Nicole took Roxy to the vet. Yeah. Um. On Friday, your kitty cat, my kitty cat, my youngest of two. Uh, cause she had to get like her two year booster, like kitties gotta get. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, you know, so we got our dear Roxy is a jet black cat. Mm -hmm. She's got like a little tuft of a, a white on, on her chest, but um, <laughs> other than that, yeah, she's she's pretty stark black. Uh, but uh, as she's got a little bit older, like the back half of her has turned a little more brown. Like you know, like the black's losing its intensity. It, we thought that you know, like read that like maybe it was like 
she wasn't getting enough nutrition. We switched up her diet. It was like she's been sitting in the sun a lot. You know, the sun's like literally sun bleaching her, yeah. her fur. We were like, oh, well, Roxy, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Uh, turns out our cat just has OCD. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kitty cat OCD. <laughs> Uh yeah, because uh, Roxy also licks us just so much, mm-hmm. like it, like to like an annoying degree. Because like you can only take so much of that sandpaper tongue, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he walked in, like looked at like the back half of her, and was like, "Does she like lick you guys a lot?" And Nicole's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's like, oh, well, hey, fun fact: your cat has OCD. <laughs> Huh. It's like what? Yeah, no, licking's just the the compulsion. So she's literally licked the pigment out of her hair. That's wild. It's a wild thing, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> I've I've got a kitty with OCD. She's been very clingy today, so I'm very surprised that she's not in here yet. Huh. But uh, you know, ki- th- there's some pet news for you. Pet news. Pet news. Pet, pet news. Uh, speaking of tiny little friends. Uh, yeah, that's right. I picked a good segue, because yeah! here we go. We're uh, revisiting a, a, a Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop Classic and doing a little itty-bitty boy episode. First, there were big boys. Then there were four more episodes of big boys. And then there's the spinoff. Itty-bitty boys. And so this is the sequel to the spinoff of the series that you love. Itty-bitty boys 2. Or this one could be little itty-bitty boys. Itty-bitty boys 2... Little or boys, little or boys, uh, itty bitty boys. To where they go? <laughs> <laughs> um, itty bitty boys to honey, I shrunk the boys. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> itty bitty boys to sorry, you can't ride the roller coaster. You're too small. Itty bitty boys to squeakers. <laughs> why why squeakers? I li- listen. I can't explain where that came from. Just go with it. Uh, itty, it's my last one. Itty bitty yeah. boys two. I I lost. It. I lost. I lo- I buried the lead. It's gone. You got okay. Itty bitty boys two. We buried the boys. We buried the boys, but they're small enough that they can get out safely. So we're doing some itty bitty boys. That's right. All all these friends are of size category tiny, so they're they're the smallest they can be. And they're also all out of uh, a recent favorite of ours, Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts. We've been, we've been diving in Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts and uh, Frog God Games' Tome of Horrors a lot lately, because they got some mm-hmm. good shit in there. There's some really good shit. Capital G, capital S, good shit. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with our first little boy. Uh, we have the uh, Ratatosk. Ratatosk. Ratatosk is easier to say. Than Ratatosk. That's fair. Feels feels right. Um, R A T A Tosk. Uh, this is a little squirrel. Yeah, it's a little squirrel, sort of maybe chipmunkish kind of thing. No, it's Big got tail. the tail. Yeah, it's a squirrel. But the ears are like interesting. The ears are like like I don't know, they're not squirrel ears. Yeah, no, they got they're a little flappier. They got like some like tufts of like little spiky furs on the end. Yeah. Also, one of them is pierced. Oh yeah, it does have a little earring there, doesn't it? It's also got uh, some bracelets. Yeah, there's like some bracelets. It's got like a necklace with some like rune charms on it, surrounded by some like arcane words. This is a celestial, um, yes. This is a celestial rodentia. A celestial uh, squirrel. Yeah. Hell yes. Um, 
Oh yeah, chattering creatures with a superficial similarity to squirrels. The Ratatosk have tiny tusks and fur that shimmers in a way that defies the surrounding light. Hmm. They do have little tusks. They do have little tusks. They're pretty cute. The Ratatosk is a celestial being that is very much convinced of its own indispensable place in the multiverse. Oh my god, it's a squirrel with an ego. They're very self-important. <laughs> its fur is sleek and it takes great pride in the cleaning and maintaining of its tusks. <sighs> very fun. Uh, Ratatosks were created to carry messages across the plains, bearing word between gods and their servants. Somewhere across the vast march of the ages, their nature twisted away from that purpose. Much speculation as to the exact cause of this change continues to occupy sages. <laughs> they are insatiable tricksters, Zach. Oh, man. Their constant chatter is not the mere nattering of their animal counterparts. It is a never-ending celestial gossip network. It's very, very good. <laughs> Ratatosk delight in learning secrets and spreading those secrets in mischievous ways. It's common for two listeners to hear vastly different words when a Ratatosk speaks, for that misunderstanding can lead to blows. Hell yeah. We left off that he has a cute braid in his tail. There is a very handsome braid in the tail. Oh, man, these things um, are uh, this, um, just chaos. <laughs> and it's fun. They're, they're chaotic, neutral celestials. It's very good. Um, they're relatively beefy for little squirrels. They have yeah, 42 hit points. That's a lot. Um, have a climb speed, very dexterous, very smart, very charismatic. Um, bonuses to deception, persuasion, and stealth. Resistance to uh, non-magic weapons. Oh, wow. Uh, speaks celestial, common, and has uh, telepathy out to a range of 100 feet. Uh, they have some innate spell casting. They can cast Animal Messenger, Message, and Vicious Mockery at will. Very good. Uh, once per day can cast Commune and Mirror Image. And three times a day can cast Sending and Suggestion. <gasps> Yeah, these things oh. are CR4. Yeah, they're Dang. relatively relatively chonky. Uh, they have a little ability called Skitter, where they can... It's essentially a cunning action. They can dash, disengage, or hide as a bonus action. Very good. Uh, their... Oh my god. Their yeah. attack, it does one point of damage, <laughs> and then and then 14 points of psychic damage. Yikes. Um, you also must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by it for a round. It bites you into really liking it. Yeah, the char when charmed in this way, the creature regards one randomly determined ally as a foe. Hell yeah. So just, it's just an IFF jammer. Uh, there's two more abilities. One's called a divisive chitter. <laughs> uh, up to six creatures within 30 feet that can hear the Ratatosk must make uh, a charisma saving throw. On a failure, the creature is affected as if by the confusion spell for one minute. Oh, no. Uh, and that recharges on a five or a six. And they have a reaction called Desperate Lies. A creature that can hear the Ratatosk uh, must make a wisdom saving throw when it attacks the Ratatosk. If it fails the save, the creature still attacks but must choose a different target. An ally must be chosen if no other enemies are within the attack's reach or range. If no other target is in within reach or range, the attack is still made. 
um, expending ammunition or spell slots as necessary, um, but it automatically misses and has no effect. So this thing is hard to hit. Yeah. Because a lot, half the time it's going to make you hit a friend. Yeah. That's, uh... Between that bite, between confusion, and between that reaction. Yeah. That's very and, cool. And then it has mirror image that it can just further complicate the plan. I feel like these My things goodness. would be um, messed up stand-up comics. Yeah? I think so. You know, okay. you know, like you know, they'll get like hecklers, and you know, you know, like when like a like a comedian, like the the, the videos online when like people sure. like comedians get heckled and they just like like stomp their asses mm-hmm. verbally, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But like this one, they would just make the 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 audience stomp their asses. <laughs> that or throw that vicious mockery back out. There. Yeah, it's like you're not gonna spout shit up at my show. And now mm-hmm. the whole audience is going to beat your ass. This little squirrel is just standing up on the bar stool. Yeah, it's got it's got like, the, it's got the stool. It's you know the mic stand is strategically uh, strate- yeah wow, words strategically placed. Yeah, and uh, there's like you come into my show and talk shit, <laughs> and then and then the crowd just starts fighting. Yeah, it's it's very cool. It's like you suck, and then just. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's an immediate thing too. Like, yeah, I've heard Ratatosk like comedy shows. Man, you got to come cool. like 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 you need to come to that with the preparedness of like going into a mosh pit. You know, mm-hmm. like odds are you're gonna get punched at some point that night. It can turn on a dime. It can. It really can. But like that's that's why people go. You know, it's like Fight Club. Yeah, it's like Ratatosk go use these shows to like talk about all the tea that they've heard yeah definitely and so they can spread it like that's actually really funny it's like you you find all this gossip and then you turn it into like stories of uh, you know i had a friend who did this Hold and it's all just there's an ice cream man outside oh my god what songs are playing so the classic the classic but yeah, using all the using all the tea that they gathered and just and and spreading it out at a show, but like changing the story ever so slightly. Yeah, you know what I found out today, folks. What, Ratatosk? What did you find out? Yeah, you know the silver dragon Bahamut. He's got a feet thing. Oh, <laughs> is that your audience? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm one guy in the audience. That was but... very good. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, Bahamas got a thing for feet. Who'd have thought? Yeah, Paylor likes being called Daddy. <laughs> I mean, he's the Don Father. He's the he's the Don Daddy. He's Don Jesus. <laughs> Don Paylor's got a Daddy King. He's got a Daddy King. That's the thing: is the Ratatosk isn't kink shaming. It's just like sending it out there into the world. Everyone needs to know. Mm-hmm. And 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 this Ratatosk is going to tell him, Ricky. The Ratatosk. Yeah. I think I should be allowed to know God's kinks. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. God made me. Yeah, dude. I should know. God likes being rigged, you know? He just wants to <laughs> he just wants to get hoisted. <laughs> that truly broke me. But you know what what's important is that we all we all support that though. We all support God getting hoisted. <laughs> 
Dude, if God wants to get hoisted, like like literally all the power to him. <laughs> Zachary, something inside me broke. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not laughing in the normal way. That's how I know something went wrong. Oh, boy. Uh, my eyes are leaking. Since he's God, can God make a uh, uh, make a, a a person that even he can't hoist? <laughs> can God make a lad so thick? <laughs> can God make an ass so thick that even he can't hoist? <laughs> oh my god! All right, the moral of the story is help. God, get rigged. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. So we've got got some more stuff to talk about. Uh, (laughs) Let's 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 proceed on. One second. I got to find the page. But that's the hashtag. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night laughing about that. Okay, so this bud is, uh, this bud's called a, a belotai? A belotie. Bolotie. I don't know. We got, we gotta pick one. B-O-L-O-T-I. We're gonna say a belotie. Belotie. This small, leering water spirit resembles a cross between a gray frog and a damp scarecrow. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. With small tendrils sprouting from all its extremities, it has water wings seemingly made out of a jellyfish. Oh, seemingly made out of jellyfish flesh. Yuck. Allowing it to jet through the water at high speeds. Okay, now when I hear water wings, I think about floaties. Yeah. I think about little arm floaties. Yeah, he's got water wings. (sighs) So just uh, just stepping back a second. Gray frog and a damp scarecrow and a damp scarecrow so yeah it looks like you know it's a bipedal frog friend okay it's kind of got like a little bit of like a hunch to him he's kind of he's kind of doing like little t-rex arms i think the damp scarecrows because he's just kind of got a burlap sack on Uh, okay and yeah he's got these big they look like kind of like water but also like jellyfish flesh uh little wings on its back they're not little wings they're pretty big they're, pretty they're big bigger wings. than him. Yeah, they're pretty big wings. Uh, but yeah, um, let's see. They're tiny fey, and, okay. they're, and they're neutral evil. Okay. Called sw- they're called swamp robbers. Swamp robbers. Known as... Robin the swamp. Swamp Robert. <laughs> swamp Robert. <laughs> I'm Swamp Robert. <laughs> Welcome to my swamp. Known as Yuriska. In Draconic, the Belotes are small, swamp-dwelling water spirits, spirits which delight in drowning unsuspecting victims in shallow pools and springs. Cool. I did not think they would be this grim. Then robbing their corpses of whatever shiny objects they find. Tight. Belotes use their magical vortex to immobilize their victims and drag them to a watery death. <laughs> okay. They delight in storing up larders of victims under winter ice or under oh. logs. Oh, that's really good. They are fond of allies. Cool. Belodi sometimes team up with 
Vodyanoi, Miramals, mm-hmm. and Will-O-Wisps to create cunning ambushes. They I are, know what one of those things are. They are happy with a single kill at a time. Jesus. So as long as they can murk someone, they're feeling great. <laughs> These little frog murderers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not think this would be this dark, but I'm here for it. Uh, they Let's see. Right. They've got a uh, 20-foot movement speed, swim speed of 60 feet. Damn. So they fly in the water, ch- literally. Per- these are also pretty chonky. They are pretty chonky. Yeah, got about 63 hit points. But they're only challenge rating one. Um, Weird. Yeah, per- uh, a pretty good perception. Very good stealth. Uh, let's speak common, primordial, and sylvan. They're amphibious, so they can breathe both air and water. They got yeah. some innate spell casting. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, it's not that high of a DC for their stuff, but you know whatever. Uh, at will, they can do detect, detect magic and water walk. That's pretty cool. cool. Uh, and three times a day, they can do control water, uh, create or destroy water, fog cloud, invisibility, sea invisibility, or water breathing. Tight. Uh, and once a day, they can do wall of ice. Whoa! Yeah, so they can trap everyone underwater, under the ice. Yeah, but wall of ice does a lot of damage. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty spicy. Yeah, I have something called Sp- water icy. mastery. A little icy, yes. Sp- icy. Sp- icy. <laughs> a Belody has advantage on attack rolls if both it and its opponent are in water. If the opponent and the Belody are both on dry land, the Belody has disadvantage on attack rolls. Ooh, I like that. Get them on dry land. They got a dagger. Oh. They attack people with daggers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, dagger. basic dagger, you know, D4 plus whatever. It's D4 plus five. Mm. So that's pretty good on that damage. Um, and they have the once a day, they can do a vortex. Cool, cool. A Belody can transform into a vortex of swirling, churning water for up to four minutes. Oh, it transforms into a vortex. Yeah. This ability can Wild. be used only while the Belody is underwater, and the Belody can't leave the water while in vortex form. Yeah. While in okay. vortex form, the Belody can enter another creature's space and stop there in vortex form. In this liquid form, the Belody still takes normal damage with weapons and magic. Okay. A creature in the space as the Belody at the start of the creature's turn takes 9 or 2d8 bludgeoning damage unless it makes Oof. a successful DC 14 sa- uh, deck saving throw. If the creature is medium or smaller, a failed saving throw also means it is grappled. Escape is DC 11. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and unable to breathe unless it can breathe water. If the saving throw succeeds, the target is pushed five feet, so it is out of the bloaty space. These things are CR1? These things are CR1. Uh, Cobalt Press, I'm a fan of your work. I disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. That can kill a wizard immediately. Yeah. Um, if you met a nice one, you know, yeah. like maybe one that's like more like good leaning, yeah. it would be cool to have at water parks. I'm thinking like like a vortex, jacu- like, like a vortex pool. Yeah, I'm thinking like Belody Jacuzzi. Ooh, that's pretty good. I was just thinking you know, like a yeah. wave pool. Yeah. Yeah, but instead it just yeah. sits in the middle and turns into a vortex and it's like. That could be fun. Everyone gets water wings. Everyone gets water wingies or an inner tube. Uh huh. Dude, tube pool. Dude, I gotta love a good tube pool. I love. I love. I want to be some dudes in a tube pool. Hey, here, okay, quick, quick tangent. Uh, what, did yeah. You, what, did you ever go to water parks as a kid? A little bit. Yeah. W- were you ever the shitty kid like I was that would go on the lazy <laughs> river and just flip random people? 
No, Zach. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I'm an asshole. That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I just thought I thought it was fun. Did you do it? Were you like going underwater? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I would like swim in oh the lazy God, river, and menace. then I would just like flip someone and swim away. You menace? Yeah, no, that, yeah, I, I was a regular dentist. Dentist the menace, my man. <laughs> you, 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 your mouth is agape with surprise. I'm a little stunned that you were that much of a shit. I was a little shit, my dude. <laughs> No, I was a, I was a, I was a basic ass bitch and just like did water slides. I mean, water slides is where it's at. I never, I've never yeah. done one of those fun ones where like you stand on the thing and then like the floor drops out. Oh, okay. Those ones no, are cool. Yeah, I, yeah, you just yeah, you just, down you go. But beloties, yes, beloties with their floaties, beloties with the floaties, yeah. Uh, I got. I mean, I love the the Cobalt Press does a lot of really good little details mm-hmm. in a lot of these designs, like that's water mastery thing. Yeah, it's very cool. It's like it's like um, kind of like how in our uh, uh, Ninth World stuff, how creatures have like a motive. Mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of helps serve the function of a motive. It's like encourages you as the person running the Belodi to keep them in the water yeah. and to like get people in the water. Mm-hmm. Get in the water. Which, like, yeah, it's cool. And the fact that it can, yeah, invisibility, see invisibility, so it's just it's, fog these things cloud. Are pretty, uh, wall of ice. Wall of ice and control water's yeah. no joke either. Like, these things are kind of I mean, yeah. aggro. No, imagine getting someone in, getting someone into, you know, like a, a small thing of water, wall of ice, and then just anything underwater is just going to keep getting hit by that. Yeah, That's, or just or just drowns. Or just drowns. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. I thought these guys were gonna be like friendly little frog guys. You looked at this homie and thought it was gonna be friendly. Like you know, you know me. Like I like Gricks and Grells and like. Yeah, but this thing's got. A, I'm gonna say it, Zach. This thing's got a big old mean nasty face. He does have a big old mean nasty face. So yeah, the tagline I never, the catchphrase I never thought I'd have. <laughs> Look, you said it like five times in one episode. It's it's gonna stick around after that. <laughs> Big old mean nasty face. Ah, uh, but yeah. These- when I first looked at this thing, I I didn't realize that the like the you know the translucent um wings? The jellyfish wings. Yeah. I thought I didn't realize those were like behind it. I thought it was like encapsulated. Yeah, like in a it. shroud. That's. Well, I feel like it's well, got like that thing where like the wings are sort of like in- like encompassing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was at first. I thought it was like a thing in like a you know in like a little gashapon capsule. Yeah, but no, no, nah, it's just they're, got they're jelly wings. It's just got gross jelly wings. Yeah, peanut butter jelly wings. <laughs> peanut butter jelly wings. Uh, that's that's how it, that's how it kills you. It turns into a vortex, and then you're just allergic to peanut butter. Oh man, and it just kills you with that. That must that would be sad for you as someone who uh, often just kind of like sits there with like a uh, uh, some peanut butter and a spoon. Um, I have a jar within arm's reach. Yes. Th- that that sounds about right. Yeah, remember last time? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> y- y- hey, you really stuck to it, and uh, thank and, you, thank and, I, you. and and you, know what? I applaud you. Thank you. But yeah, it's Belodies with the floaties. I think I- I think they I think they would make subpar pets. I think they would make subpar yeah, subpar friends just in general, unless you find one that's really nice. Yeah, I mean maybe good maybe good for like hags. Yeah. 
maybe good for like you know unseely fay um really one of those utilitarian pets of mm-hmm. like Less of a pet, more of a, you know, creature you keep around in your domain mm-hmm. just to, like, you know, help with the ambiance. Yeah. And, you know, just the, the occasional death of a traveler. That's a good play name. You should save that. Death of a traveler? The occasional death of a traveler. Ooh. At a Griffin, future Griffin, write that down. There you go. Beautiful. Uh, TM, 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 by the way. Yep. Property of Ghostlight Media. We snagged it, so. It's ours. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're great. You're the best. I love your hair today. It's it's lovely. Uh, ad break. <laughs> your mic cut out there, so I just heard, ah, the break. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Shall we scoot on over? Let's scoot. Let's get scooting. Let's get scooting. Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, Spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second chance employment tea house for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, and small businesses, and the blends are assembled in-house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, pot, and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages But spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to PetShopCast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up-and-coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life. No worries. You good? Yeah, sorry. You need a lozenge? I could go for a lozenge. I got some Ludens. What's a Luden? It's a, it's a, just a brand of lozenge. Ludens oh. lozenges. I never heard of this. Usually pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Normally a Tums guy. Yeah. Their, their cherry's pretty good. They have you, other flavors? You, you take Tums for like a for like sore throat? Oh, no, sorry. I got... Uh, I confused myself. I, was, I forgot what a, I just f- shut up for a moment. I, was like, I forgot what a lozenge was. I was just like, I don't remember. I don't remember that in that song. When you, nah, dog. When you've got nausea, heartburn, indigestion. <laughs> That's Pepto's. Oh, uh, uh, is it? 
beans. Yeah. Man, we're both just messing things up here. So we've got more itty bitty. We've boys. got more of them. Uh, we're a mess. Anyway, collectively a mess. Yes. Um, this one's a fucking goober, and I'm really excited for. Uh, I think this is maybe one of the best pets we'll have ever talked about. Oh, definitely. This is an alehouse Drake. The alehouse Drake. It's a little fat dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little pudgy dragon. It's pretty cute. That I'm assuming hangs out in alehouses. Yeah, I think that's safe to assume, yeah. This plump little creature reclines with a dazed look in its eyes and the suggestion of a grin on its fanged jaws. That's the sound I El- think it makes. It's kind of like it's like a little bit of a kitty cat. Alehouse drakes squat in busy bars, rowdy taverns, and bustling inns. A bane or savior to every bartender and innkeep, alehouse drakes enjoy pushing patrons' emotions, driving crowds to ecstatic cheers or bloody bar fights. Awesome. Very Alehouse cool. drakes make their homes in cities and towns, though older drakes settle down in roadside coaching inns. God, that's cute. I love the idea of an old alehouse drake already. Yeah, that there's old Scruffy. He been here for no one really knows how long. That's old Scruffy for you. Oh, never mind. They can speak common. He's like, yeah, what the fuck you want? (laughs) (laughs) They can speak common? (laughs) Holy shit. Um, In the former situations, they are often troublemakers or pranksters. But in the latter, they usually befriend the proprietor and help manage flared tempers and weepy drinkers in return for living space and a generous tab. Oh, my God. It's a big, drunk bodega cat. It really is. (laughs) That or a big, drunk bar dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit of both. Little column A, little column B. These motherfuckers are also gossipy. These are gossipy bitches today. Alehouse drakes gossip endlessly. Perched in hiding places throughout busy taverns, they overhear many stories and often trade in information, making them good sources for news about town. More devious and ill-mannered alehouse drakes resort to blackmail, but usually only to secure a comfortable spot in their chosen tavern. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And the last little blurb here is family heirlooms. Alehouse drakes are one to two feet long and on average weigh about 18 pounds with a plump belly. I was going to say, for 18 pounds, if it's only a foot long, that's that's a a hearty dragon. This is a a thick lad. He's a thick lad. Their scales are deep amber with cream or white highlights, and they possess glittering, light-colored eyes. The oldest recorded alehouse drake lived just past 400 years. Some are quite beloved by innkeeping families and treated a bit like family heirlooms. Oh, that is pretty cute. That is actually very, very cute. Um, they're tiny dragons. They're chaotic neutral. Uh, they're pretty fast, all Yeah. Fly speed um, at 80. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, um, good decks, uh, 19 cons, so nice and hearty, strong drinkers, good charisma. Um, they're skilled in deception, insight, and persuasion. They're immune to paralysis and unconsciousness. Hey, you will never drink this old scruffy under the table. They can speak common, they which can. is great. Ooh. And draconic. But, like, the fact that these little goobers speak common is amazing to me. 
Like most of our friends today, they could have some innate spellcasting. Uh, friends and vicious, uh, vicious mockery at will. Uh, five times a day, they can do calm emotions, dissonant whispers, ray of sickness, or hideous laughter. All very good choices. Yes. Uh, and then three times a day can do confusion or invisibility. It's oh very, very um, good. They have a really good ability here called forgetful spellcasting. When a creature fails an intelligence, wisdom, or charisma saving throw against a spell cast by an alehouse drake, the creature immediately forgets the source of the spellcasting. That's very cool. That's how you start bar fights. That's very good. Is, you know, a ray of sickness gets cast on somebody. And he, and and he then, vomps. And then... Who did that to me? And then just hits the first guy he sees. Yeah. That's and my, fa- that's my, over my there. favorite uh, a, a bar fight trope. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, like a, like a drink, like a little bit of a drink falls on him and he just, the closest guy just socks <laughs> him. <laughs> uh, they have a basic bite and claw attack. Uh, they have a breath weapon because, of course, they do. They're dragons. They burp. Um, an alehouse drake can burp a cloud of intoxicating gas in a 15-foot cone. A creature caught in the cloud becomes poisoned just outright and uh, for a minute and must make a successful DC 14 con save or become stunned for 1d6 rounds. You just get real drunk real fast. Yes. <laughs> and... Wait, wait, um, wait a mo- wait a moment. I, I, I need to sit down. Uh, and lastly, they have a discombobulating touch. That's very good. Uh, an alehouse drake can make a touch attack that grants its target plus three to dexterity-based skill checks and melee attacks, but also induces confusion as per the confusion spell. This effect lasts 1d4 rounds, and a successful charisma save negates the effect. That's very funny. They're just little shit starters. That's awesome. I want to add They're, one of these to a campaign so I bad. know. I'm think, I was uh, thinking immediately that. They're just little shit starters. They're gossipers, but also like friendly bodega cats. I'm, I, I love them. They're amazing. I l- I love them. I think they make great pets. I need to make like a plaque with like a, an image of one... That's like old and like gray, like mm-hmm. has like a milky eye, and just have like the little like nameplate that says "Old Scruffy," just so I can have it <laughs> for me, you know. Yeah, the I love the idea of it, you know the legacy of this tavern. Like you know, it may have changed hands several times, you know, several generations of the same family, but like the Drake is still there, and still it still has its corner table. Still gets the same, like, it's got a, you know, an ancient heirloom glass that it drinks out of. I love it. God, I love these guys. They're just little chonky dragons. They really are. It's fantastic. Oh, I love them, Zach. Oh, man. Wait, what else I mean, can we're, we... We're, do, we're doing that thing where they're so cool we have nothing to talk about. We have about. nothing else to talk about, yeah. Because uh, they're so cool. They are. Um, They would be fun, like, you know, if a bar was having trivia... Yeah, I was about to say let's let's go through like the different types of like bars and clubs. And, okay, and oh throw man, drakes in those a situations. club Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he comes in as like yeah, you know, like like the discombobulating touch that makes you good like a deck stuff. It's like mm-hmm. ah, yeah, you come to dance, yes. All right, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of spice here. 
And it's like, and they tap you, and they make you good at, you know, give you that plus three to dex check. So, like, you're dancing, mm-hmm. like, you're really good. You have no idea where the fuck you are, though. Oh, yeah. So you're just going for it, but, like, you don't care that people are around you. You're Which, just... like, that's how it should be when you're drunk and dancey. Yeah, it's just like, let's go. It's just for you. I don't know why this, this, uh... Club Drake is Eastern European, but I love it though. Yes, you're here to have good time. Yes. <laughs> All right. What about a uh, casino Drake? Ooh, yes, very good. Well, the confusion. I don't think good. the well, because like you know how like you know in casinos like they don't let a lot of light in because they don't want mm-hmm. you to know like how long you've been in there. Like right. the, the the goal is to get you to forget how long you've been in there that you're you know been in there spending money for a long time so like mm-hmm. maybe that confusion thing's gonna help it's like oh yeah i'm just having fun playing craps i'm picturing like occasionally i think the maybe the casino drake and like one of the table dealers have like a deal where the drake's kind of a plant at the table yeah like, like I'm imagining just a a, a Drake with uh, with like a like a cigarette at a blackjack table, just like ah yes, the table's hot today, and just trying to get people over, uh, just smoking his cigarette. But then it's like oh yeah, give me five, and then they give him a high five. But then like they they lose their ability to like bluff and stuff. So like mm. you're really good at poker. The house doesn't lose too much money. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, that that starts like a new superstition uh, uh, amongst like gamblers. Like you never sit at a table with a, with an alehouse drink. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like your night could be really good or it could be really really bad. No, I just want to like go to like the poker game of like the alehouse drinks. Mm-hmm. When it's like, oh yes, instead like, of dogs playing poker, yeah. it's alehouse drinks playing poker. It's like, hey, old scruffy's like. Hey, there, Sergey. How's the how's, how's the nightlife going? Ah, yeah, it's all old, old scruffy. It's going good. <laughs> you should come out sometime. We'll get bottle service. Yes. And then you've got uh, the the casino Drake, Daniel McDaniel's. <laughs> Daniel McDaniel's, huh? Hey, Daniel McDaniel's. It's very, very good. Uh, I got one more country club Drake. Oh. Ho, ho. <laughs> Shall we? Shall we take lunch for the back nine or after? What's um? Uh, you worked at a country club for a little bit yes. there. Uh, what is like a classic country club beverage? Like, um, one of the rich white folk drinking. Uh, it was largely just vodka sodas. Yeah, perhaps like a gimlet. You ever make a gimlet? Not, not never made a gimlet. Never made a like gimlet. The main, the main one was vodka sodas, or we had a, a, a house drink that was a insert country club name here. Uh, it was called a bull. Gotcha. What it was just again vodka and just like a lot of lime. What about a mint julep? That's what. That's a, I made. I made a lot of mint juleps the night of the Kentucky Derby. Th- there we go. Because that's a Derby drink. Oh, oh, oh yes, we'll retreat and have ourselves a couple of mint juleps. Oh yes, the man behind the bar makes a fine julep. Oh yes. Bit, bit much. I was, bit I was much. trying to see how long I could hold it for. The answer is not very long. Uh, we got time for one more spoof. Do one. you have one you'd like to throw on the table? Um, 
Because uh, just because of the people I know in my world, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Industrial Night. Uh, that's that's that, that's all, that's also pretty good. I was thinking EDM like, like you know uh, thinking the word like we were talking about clubs, but like a different club, like a soccer club. You know, like oh, yeah, just a, just hang out with the team. Sports Drake. Yeah, it's the, the the sports Drake. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I, I, that's my goof. Sports that's your goof. Soccer club Drake. Sports Drake. All right. Ole ole ole. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. In conclusion, Alehouse Drakes, I think, maybe one of the best pets we've ever talked oh, about. aces. Absolute like, aces. If you've got a tavern uh, or an inn or a bar or a club that you would like an Alehouse Drake for, please feel free to come into the shop, fill out our little questionnaire so we can find the right Alehouse Drake for you. Guaranteed at least 5% increase in profits. Guarantee is only worth so much. Do not uh, reach out to our legal department if that guarantee is not met. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Guaranteed. So this last one is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's called an emerald eye. An emerald eye. So this is a big old emerald. Cool. With like an arcane eye in it. Does what it says on the tin. Yeah, it, it's pretty straightforward. Witches and Ioun mages. I'm assuming Ayun, the god, like the god, of, the goddess of knowledge or whatever, the knowing mistress, I believe her presumably. title is. Presumably, yes. Which is an Ayun mages know how to craft a speaking crystal. Hello. Why, hi there. Its primary use is as a debating companion and ally. <laughs> but many turn to treachery and hatred. These are the emerald eyes. I was before that qualifier. I was gonna immediately go onto like a debate club goof, oh, but definitely. now I can't because the idea that the debate club outcast turns to treachery and hatred is just too good. Servants of logic, a mystic or scion, will debate logic with a speaking crystal based on his rational mind, or discuss morality with a speaking crystal based on his conscience. Chaotic scions create speaking crystals based on their primal urges, and such crystals sometimes abandon or even kill their creators. Why do I? Why did I pick the awful ones? Look, we don't read these beforehand. We just pick them. It's fair because I, I read uh, like the the little bit of that red thing. I didn't finish it. The red text, and I didn't get to the part where it was like these ones are built off of hatred. So I went, oh, yeah. that'll be cool. Uh, but no. I'm, I will remind everyone that in our first episode, we talked about Perrytons not knowing they were chaotic evil. Yeah. And here we are several, still, several episodes later. Still making Picking creatures mistakes. without realizing that they're chaotic evil. And such crystals sometimes abandon and kill their creators. Once free, they revel in the world's pleasures. <laughs> yeah, the everyone eyes going around. It goes to brothels. Just kind of hanging out. Yeah, it starts off. It starts off talking to its wizard, just like, "Do acts of kindness have true motive?" And then it's like, "Give me your lunch money, <laughs> punk." <laughs> Trapped punk. manipulators. Most speaking crystals are pink or purple when created, but those that betray their creators turn a dark shade of green. These floating oval-shaped crystals are physically weak, but they retain considerable magical powers to manipulate those around them. This becomes critically important when the Emerald Eye discovers that killing its creator frees it from the creator's control, but doesn't free it from the need to remain within 25 feet of some creature it is bound to. Huh. This is often the dead body of its creator if no other creature is available. Hmm. <laughs> 
Shifting goals. Ha, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, it's like someone's got yeah, go to come in and pick it up and not know. Yeah. And then... Shifting goals and emeralds. Uh, an emerald eye's motivations change over time. One may be purposeful, using its powers to drive its bound creature towards some specific goal. Another might feign cooperativeness, offering to share its defensive abilities in exchange for the creature's mobility. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. another might be a manipulative trickster. Another trickster. Yeah. Pretending to be an Iune stone, floating in circles oh. around an ally's or uh, victim's head while sparkling brightly to inspire jealousy and theft among its viewers. So the uninitiated Iune stones are little magical stones that typically like float in a little orbit around your dome. Yeah, but like boosts like your intelligence or your yeah. charisma. They're really useful. Yeah, they're very useful. But that yeah, the problem is they just sit there and float around you. So anyone. And can so just the fact that it can just pretend to be one rules. Oh, it's very cool. Uh, smaller than a clenched fist, an emerald eye weighs as uh, at most half a pound. So they're pretty light. It's ibby bibby. Constructed nature, an emerald eye doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep. So yeah, tiny construct, chaotic evil. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, only fourteen hit. Oh sorry. Uh, uh, oh sorry. Fifty-four hit points. Shit. All of these tiny CR1 things have, like, 50 hit yeah. points. Uh, it's got a fly speed of 30 feet, but it cannot move without flying. Man, it's got some skill proficiencies. It's got pretty good acrobatics, arcana, deception, history, perception, persuasion, and religion. Uh, that tracks that it's trained in, like, most of the intelligence yeah. skills. But also acrobatics. It's, it's, it's a flip crystal. <laughs> it's fucking flip crystal. Uh, it's resistant to cold fire and piercing damage. Uh, it's immune to poison. I mean, it's a rock. That makes sense. Uh, and it can't be blinded, deafened, exhausted, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, or unconscious. It's a rock. Uh, it's got blind sight up to out to 60 feet. Uh, it can speak common, draconic, and has telepathy out to 250 feet. Damn. That's pretty far. Damn, Emerald Eye. So uh, it's got tags here. Uh, bound. and Emerald Eye cannot move more than 25 feet away from the creature that is... It is Psychically uh, linked to, it begins existence bound to its creator, but a free emerald eye can bind itself to another creature as in the bind action. Okay. Uh, the emerald eye is immune to any spell or effect that would alter its form. It's got the immutable form. Mm. Uh, Attack-wise, it's got a slash attack. Wow! Holy shit! That's 5d4 plus 2 slashing damage. Again, CR1, that will kill a lot of level 1 characters outright, book. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, it's got attraction. And that's, that's, <laughs> on, uh, that's a recharge ability. An emerald eye can compel one creature to move toward a particular person or object. If the Come creature <laughs> fails a DC 13 charisma saving throw, it feels a powerful compulsion to move toward whatever the Emerald Eye chooses. The uh, target creature must be within 25 feet of the Emerald Eye when attraction is triggered, but the creature is ah. then free to move beyond this range while remaining under this effect. Nothing seems out of the ordinary to the creature, but it is does not knowingly put itself or its allies in harm's way to reach the object. The creature may attempt another DC 13 charisma saving throw at the start of each of its turns. A success ends the effect. Interesting. It's kind of like the sympathy spell. I don't think I know that spell. It's like, basically, it, it gently attracts a type of creature to a location. Um, hmm. But it's it's like a super large radius. Um, like miles long, mm -hmm. and and it's just like 
you could say beasts and, you know, just a bunch of raccoons will drift into the area. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, conversely, the same thing, you can do uh, antipathy and repel uh, creatures of a certain type. But it's kind of like this. It's just kind of like, ooh, that's a pretty gem. And you, it's like, I don't know, gang, I think we should check out the gem. Like, you don't know anything's wrong. It's just like, I like this gem. Uh, it's got that bind thing. The Emerald Eye can bind itself psychically to a creature with an intelligence of six or greater. The attempt fails if the target succeeds on a DC 13 charisma save. The attempt is unnoticed by the target, regardless of the result. That's so So good. you walk into a room, and then this thing just binds itself to you, and now you've got a, 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 a murder crystal following you around. And you think it might just be an Ion Stone, and it's like, ah, tight, I got this cool magic item. That's very cool. Uh, and it's lastly, it's got the telepathic lash. So bind it can do three times a day, and it can do the telepathic lash three times a day. An emerald eye can overwhelm one humanoid creature within 25 feet with emotions and impulses the creature is hard-pressed to control. Whoa. If the target fails a DC 13 wisdom saving throw, it is stunned for one round. Yo, fuck these fools. Yeah. These things are intense. It's just like it just like overwhelms you with philosophical questions. Yo, there are so many things in these books that we've been using lately that like I'm like, ooh, that'd be cool to use. Ooh, that'd be cool yeah. to use. Ooh, that'd be cool to use. It's a lot of cool shit. A lot of cool shit. It's like it starts talking to you. It like you, you're, you're like in the middle of the fight, and all of a sudden you get this telepathic question to your brain that just says, "Can rational thought exist without language?" <laughs> And you're just like, I don't know! And you're stunned. What, 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 what? And then, yeah, you're getting shanked a bunch. Is creativity a finite resource? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? (laughs) What is the difference between justice and revenge? I don't know, you're pissing me off, though! Shelly sells <laughs> seashells by the seashore. I don't know. That's not philosophy, Zach, it's poetry. Uh, hey, you know, hey, isn't poetry philosophy? I don't know what I'm saying. No! No. It's, no, it's not. It's fair. It's poetry. But it's also philosophy. Is poverty in society inevitable? Where are you pulling these from, Griff? Internet. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I have a Google. I have a I have a page app. Oh, okay, cool. I was please. Kidding. You know me better than that. I can't just riff these off the dome. I would be very, very impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, these things are horrible, guys. These things are real bad. But what if they weren't? That's fair. Ooh, you know what would be like a cool plot? I have a cool. Yeah. Pl- I have a cool plot line. Cool. So you've got like, you, you, you know what? You're free to use this in your D and D campaigns. This is this is a mm. gift to everyone listening. So like, happy birthday. The line of kings in, like, the kingdom. Or queens. The line mm-hmm. of royalty. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep it gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Has had a, you know, it has an heirloom crown. Ooh, but, yes. But upon the, the formation of this kingdom, the, a, a, a vizier of sorts crafted this crown, but implanted an emerald crystal inside, an emerald eye inside of it. And so it's, it's slowly driven the, the, the rulers mad and bent them to its whims. So the crown has been the one ruling this the entire The crown time. has been ruling the whole time. 
Oh, that's really good, bud. Hey, sometimes I can come up with intriguing plot lines. Not always. That's really and, and, and never, good. And never when I'm actually running. But... <laughs> <laughs> But no, just you know, like, um, like the party comes in and they see the king with this massive emerald uh, implanted in the front of the crown, and it's stoic and and and, and lovely, and it's driving the 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 uh, uh, ruler mad. That's tight as hell. It's very cool. I think it, I, I, I'm proud of this. You're welcome. I have an idea for maybe a new segment. Okay. Of I love new um, segments. Of this thing is this thing's chaotic evil, right? Yeah. But what if it wasn't? But what if it wasn't? Okay. So we'll take the same the same creature, Give it a same di- like abilities, but like flip its alignment. Yeah, we've done this so a little bit, thing, but yeah, I like yeah. it being a full segment. Just the question. But what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't? Because so at, what if this thing was as we good? say on this show, yeah. there is an exception to every alignment. So what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't? I'm, what if this thing uses powers for good? Uh, I could see this thing like being because, like you know, like people can make the you know cool stones like this. Imagine like an emerald eye, and it's got like a jewelry shop, and it's just like whipping up cool friends to go out and like help people oh. with their moral quandaries. You know, <laughs> that's pretty good. Emerald eyes, emerald guys, emerald, emerald, emerald eyes, emerald guys. And it's just giving you a bunch of your guys to hang out with, you know, be like, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this thing. Is this a bad idea? And it's like, oh, most certainly, sir. And you're like, yeah. th- thank you. Thank you, my emerald guy. This could be, this, this all be, uh, also could be really useful, I think, like sort of mobile, like encyclopedias. Okay. Like, you know, like a, you've got a sage, you know, a, a, a librarian, a curator, who has all of this extensive knowledge and creates some of these emerald eyes and like records the knowledge like with the emerald eyes as kind of like you know like note takers almost um and then can hand them out to wizards and other people and it's just like i don't know about this thing hey emerald eye do you know about you know manticores and emerald eye is like oh most certainly well, that or like you know, like like you know, you come into like to to like see like the governess of like this small small like little stead. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. the walking. This is walking, I guess. And it's like, oh yes, I must ask my greatest advisor. And you like go into like you know like a wizard tower, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yes, here you are, it's, it, Demetrius. And they, it's just like a floating uh, you know like crystal that's mm-hmm. there, and it's like you called for me, my lady. You called for me, uh, my lady. And they're like, it's just a rock, and it's like, please <laughs> treat him with respect. <laughs> and it's just a really cool rock who's there to just like advise you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are just a cool ass gem king you know yeah like let, cool gem king yeah you know like, he, like they've got good perspective this is like why aren't yeah. why aren't they in charge <laughs> i like this i think this has been a good i think this has been a good trial run of our new segment but what if it wasn't but what if it wasn't uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, but yeah. I think that is every. That's all of our, our, our little itty bitty boys today. That's that's a second dose of itty bitty boys, and uh, and we've come out um a lot more tricksteried than mm-hmm. than before. And I think maybe a little wiser, a little wiser, a little more um thinking. We should open a bar so we could have a, a little Drake hang out with us. 
I think we just put like, um, oh, Zach, I've cracked the code. Yeah. Coffee shop Drake. Well, that's pretty good. Or I was thinking, you know how like Kroger's got a bar? <laughs> <laughs> we just put a bar. I, I, for, for reference, because I don't know if this is a widely spread thing. I don't know if every Kroger marketplace has a bar in it, but well, the Kroger in Bowling Green has a bar. It has a bar. And yeah, no, like. There's it, a. We should just put a bar in the pet shop, so when people come in, you know they yeah, yeah, they can yeah. get like their vino and you know hang out with with, with old with old Scruffy, and, like a lounge, yeah, yeah, and just go and like walk around and look at some new friends. It's where we've got the VIPs, like while we're waiting and oh, processing. Things, oh hell like, yeah, wait in the lounge in the lounge. Yeah. Oh, better yet, the ale the alehouse drink is the bartender. Oh. Yes, 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 call marketing. I'm call. on, I'm on we it. Need to, we need to call finance. I mean, we need to set up a meeting with finance. We need to call, like, we're going to need to call legal because we need to get, a, we're going to need to get a multiversal liquor license. Yes, definitely. And we're probably going to need to call facilities as well to see if we can get, like, if there's any, like, zoning. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there might be some zoning stuff we have to, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. All right, yeah, so, we got this. We're on it. Break. All right. Break. Um, well, not really break. Um, thank you all for listening to the episode. Uh, we got a lot of work. We, we got some. Get we done. have some work we have to get done. Yeah. But like, th- uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please check out the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. Please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Engage with us on Twitter. Tell us how your day was. Again, no context necessary. Absolutely. If you want to hear about anything specific on the show, different creatures, specific uh, 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 IPs, let us know. We'll do some research. We'll hit you with what we think. It, 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 mm. We love it. We'll dedicate a whole episode. It'll be fantastic. Uh, that's, that's about it. We love you. We love you. Hey, we love you. We, aggressively, we love you. But respectfully. Also, we love you. We all love you a lot. Uh, I have been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the day. It's all about love, baby. But what if it wasn't? But it is, though. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 73 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Ice Deer Brewing, Roger, and Chuck for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, help God get rigged. I will not be taking questions at this time. Goodbye. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.